0: When you think your breakup's the worst, just Mm -hmm. listen to some others first. A text asking if we can talk tonight. Can we talk tonight? Like tonight? Ain't it obvious, but over quick. It'll suck complete shit. Cause it's the
1: breakup. Hey, Riley. Hey, Eleanor.
0: (laughs) We're gonna start every episode. Hey, Riley.
1: Hey, yeah. Eleanor. Yeah.
0: What's oh, up? Welcome to, the... so <laughs> Welcome to the breakup podcast.
1: Welcome to the breakup podcast. Today, it's just me and you. Yeah, it's us. <laughs>
0: crazy. Um, yeah, I think it is crazy. We, <laughs> um, when we started this podcast, we always joked about what it would be like to have a podcast about breakups if one of us ever started dating somebody and went through a breakup and guess what? We're here.
1: We're here. Here we are. <laughs> It's crazy how life does that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> how life's like, oh, cool! You have a show about breakups.
1: Yeah, let me let me throw, throw one on at you. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: we've been talking, you know, like you've been kind of alluding in the past few episodes that you're dating somebody. Yeah. So um, Not I think no our more. our listen. <laughs> well, I think our <laughs> listeners know that that you were that you were with someone. Um. But do you want to talk about how you're not with someone? <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, so I was dating someone. I I hesitate to say that because we weren't, like, boyfriend and girlfriend or anything like that. Um, however, we were dating for a few months. And um, the breakup, I call it a breakup because it was kind of an emotional mm-hmm. breakup or goodbye situation. So that's why I'm calling it a breakup because... As much as it kind of seemed like a very like casual kind of thing, it was Eleanor shaking her head. I don't know, maybe it wasn't, but um, the it felt it felt like a very emotional breakup. So I got broken up with. Um, it was not my decision. It's not something I wanted. And yeah, here we are.
0: I'm sorry. Those people are screaming. Outside. Yeah, there were people
1: oh, screaming outside. They're pretty upset about it too. Right? Yeah, yeah, I know. They're bummed. People are screaming all
0: over the city. About They're fucking head. mad. They know that we're recording this. Yeah. In our um.
1: Yeah, and then I, I called Eleanor right afterward.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was it was definitely emotional. Um, yeah. Because you kind of felt like the conversation could go another way.
1: Yeah. Um, I thought. I don't know. I just wasn't expecting it, I guess.
0: Yeah. Let's talk about how you approach this relationship a little bit differently than you have other relationships that you've been in
1: um, since
0: living in L.A., dating in L.A. Yeah.
1: Wait, how, though? What did I do? <laughs> I don't...
0: Well, I remember you talking about, and I think we talked about this on the podcast, too, about how, like, your therapist told you, you know, like, you um, have casually dated these guys and, like... Um, you're still upset by the outcome of those of those things not working out so like why not approach it differently and like fully allow yourself to feel emotions and like lean into a relationship mm-hmm. um if you if you know that the outcome is still going to be like,
1: yeah it's like yeah kind of i've i've prevented situations where i've been like someone's girlfriend or like actually fully dating someone because i didn't want to go through that breakup because i just my, my last real breakup was really hard and I was like preventing that. But then I end up feeling just as sad anyway. And mm-hmm. I mean, the same thing happened with this one. Like it was mm-hmm. like, oh, let me just try as hard. I mean, as much as I was trying to um, approach it very openly, I think I was still holding back a lot because I was so afraid of it ending. And then when it did, it was just as emotional as if I would have fully allowed myself to be invested in it, I think. So that's definitely something I'm still working on. Yeah. It's something I'm aware of, but it's not maybe something I'm, like, fully... Committed. ...following that advice. Following, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I think it's hard. Like, you and I, after you... Like, when you called me after it happened, we were talking about how hard it is to um, feel rejected and how some of our peers, like, don't necessarily feel like that. But, like, I don't know if we take dating more seriously than them or, like why we f- why we just ha- get hurt more by the rejection and people see other people around us seem to like bounce back so easily from from this happening to them
1: yeah like I just when it was happening like when it kind of was like I realized like it was not gonna it was going in that direction of like okay he doesn't want to like take it in that direction like he uh-huh. wants this to not be like he wants to end this um I was kind of like this keeps happening to me like yeah I keep finding myself in situations with guys that like just don't want to date me and I feel like I I try I'm trying really hard to like be open to dating and it's just not working out for me and like these guys keep saying like different and I I realize these are just you know, people say a lot of things just to not hurt your feelings. So I'm not, like, I don't actually believe this. But when people say, like, oh, like, I'm so focused on my um, my career and, like, I'm just too busy and, like, I just don't, like, I'm not ready and stuff like that. Um, I've just heard that type of stuff a lot. But then it always happens where these people start, like, all these guys that have said this stuff to me all have girlfriends now.
0: Yeah, you have, like, and, a little
1: Yeah, so it's PTSD. just kind of, like... I don't know why this happens to me in particular. Mm -hmm. And I know this sounds dramatic, but that's just how I feel right now. And I just am, as much as, like, this guy said all this stuff that made it sound like it was about him or whatever, I know he's going to continue to date, and he's going to date somebody, and it's not going to be me. And it's just hard because, like, I wanted it to be him, you know? So it's like, I don't really know... I don't really know why this keeps happening to me, and I don't really know what to do about it.
0: Yeah. I mean, you kind of have just to sit with it.
1: Yeah. First of all, you're very strong and open for talking about it.
0: That's like step one, which you're doing great at.
1: Yeah, I like like
0: sharing it with everyone. Is (laughs) is, I mean, just happened like what seven days ago? Yeah. This is amazing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, this just happened by the way. That you're talking about this.
0: Right. Um, but yeah, the inver- got that what you just said too, like when you brought that when you brought that up with me, I was like, but like in my head, it's so easy for Riley to date people because I feel like, um, you have dated a lot of people since living in LA, and I've gone on like five dates in total. <laughs> 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 so, um, I don't know if there's there's really a point to that at all.
1: Than you too, though. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. I see what you mean, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it is, like, perspective. Like, I, I feel like it's it's easier for other people, and you feel, like, the same way. You know, it's, like, it's easier to think of other people um, just being, like, why can everyone else get a relationship, or why is this easier? And for me in particular, it's, like, why... Um, so, so, basically, um, the day after this breakup, I went to my therapist, and I was saying the same thing, like, why is it so much easier for everybody else? And... Um, You know, like, it's, why is it so, like, most of my therapy is, like, me trying to figure out why it's so hard for me to, like, accept my feelings and, like, relationships and, like, why is it so hard for me to, like, date somebody? Like, why does it, what, why is it, like, everyone's, like, oh, why are you, why aren't you guys, like, official or, like, what's going Mm. on with that? And it's, like, that to me is so scary and I don't understand why it's so easy for people to, like, meet somebody and then start dating them and be, like, oh, yeah, we're, like, official and it's so scary for me and... Um, my therapist started asking me about my first relationship, which second episode of the podcast if you want to hear all about that my high school um, we started dating when I was like 14 and we ended we officially stopped this whole like saga of on and off dating when I was a freshman in college and she didn't she was like, I didn't realize that was such a long period of your life and also I talked to her about all the like mental abuse that I that he um that I faced with him and she was like, you have like, you're going through all this trauma that happened and like, this was your first romantic relationship and you have brought this into like everything else. And she was like, did you ever feel like you could fully um, like love someone after that? And I was mm-hmm. like, no. So mm-hmm. even my, even my relationship I had in college where I like really loved the person I was with, like, it was really hard to feel like I could fully allow that in my life. Like mm-hmm. I felt like I was totally like, blocking it like holding back a little bit because i was so afraid of that like just getting just so many things happening in my first relationship with like being cheated on and like just like all the like um all the stuff that he would do to me like when we were broken up like yeah. vandalize my house and like prank phone call me and like all this stuff that was like really traumatic as a a child basically someone that can't really fully deal with that type of stuff happening and being around them every day and so she was saying how now I have, like, triggers with, like, certain things, like, with um, when when people that I'm really close with, like, stay friends with my ex. And I feel like I'm, you know, it makes me, it just takes me back to a time in my life where, like, I felt like I lost all my friends to my ex. Or there's certain things that people do that, I, like, triggers me in that way. And so yeah. we realized that, like, all these things that are happening to me now are based on that, like, first relationship. So... That's something now I'm going to like work on in therapy. And so I'm really happy to, I feel really hopeful that I can, um, address all that stuff because I have been trying to figure out like why it just, I just felt really like hopeless after this situation. Mm -hmm. And now I feel like there's something maybe that can be done to make, to make it so that it doesn't feel so hard to date Yeah, and feel like I'm not fully, I mean, that's not going to prevent people from dumping me, but you know, like it's it's helpful in some way to yeah, like but maybe work on it, this stuff that I really need to work on clearly
0: because yeah, I have PTSD. From yeah. That. It'll be less triggering maybe once you have the tools to kind of work through and understand like what's going on with that. Yeah. You know, like where it's coming from and recognizing that you have triggers and, and understanding like what is triggering you specifically and like, I feel like that will give you power over them. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. I think that's really cool.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing I want to say is um, I try to give this advice to people too when they're going through a breakup is like it's really hard because when someone breaks up with you and you don't want to be broken up with and you want to continue the relationship and they don't, Mm -hmm. you like try to figure out or like – also, a lot of times, like, my friends who are amazing, but, like, a lot of times friends might be like, well, maybe they'll, like, change their mind, or, like, it's, you know, and yeah. I just want to give... I just want to let people know that that's not really helpful to think about, like, I... For you. For me. Yeah. Um, It's, like... Or for me either, quite yeah, honestly. Yeah, like, <laughs> I think that maybe it's it's good to think about, like, to fully understand that no matter what this person said, maybe not think so much about, like, maybe, maybe, maybe they said this, so maybe it means this. Like, they broke up with you for a reason. Um, they don't want to be with you anymore. And it's something you need to just move forward. Like, you don't ha- There's nothing else you can do. Like, you have to move forward. And just... is The sooner you can accept that fact, the easier it will be. And the, the – whatever you can do to, to make it easier on yourself, do that um, because it's just not – it's just going to hurt you more if you try to, like, think – try to, like, figure out a way to, like, make it not reality. Yeah, you know? I think
0: holding on to hope for me, like, helped me at the beginning of my breakup, but um, – you know, cause it's like a comforting thing to, to think about someone mm-hmm. that you've been yeah. with for eight years, like possibly co- being in your life again. Yeah. But, um, like I got rid of that pretty quickly.
1: Yeah. It is a comforting thought and I'm definitely still working on it. Like, it's not like I'm fully understanding exactly what's going on, but I'm just trying to like the more that I can remind myself, like, what happened and, like, there's a reason why that happened, the easier it'll be for me, I think.
0: Yeah. So, um, when I was going through my breakup, like, working with the, the my ex-boyfriend and seeing him and her, like, every day, I started to, like, get really overwhelmed by obviously seeing them every day, but also, like, not talking to this person anymore and like them starting this whole new life and i started to kind of like question whether our decision was like a right the right decision um and to help me go through that like to help me understand that i started to write down all of the things that i didn't like that happened like during our relationship in my work notebook mm-hmm. So I had, like, a whole bunch of Post-its that were just, like, bulleted out lists. Like, a list, like, this happened, this happened, this happened, this like happened. Like, things
1: he did that that made you...
0: That hurt me yeah, that or, hurt like, you. I didn't think were, like, what I wanted in a partner. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: Which is really... That's a really cool idea, and I didn't know he did this until recently, and, like, um, just that you can look back at something like when you're like, Oh my God, I'm overwhelmed with the thought of like, I wish we were together. You can look back at like something you wrote when you were yeah. a little more clear headed, like, Oh, this is why. Yeah. It's like a good thing.
0: And I would always add, I would just add things to it.
1: Yeah. All the time. Mm. That's really funny.
0: Um, like I would think of things and I would be like, Oh, that was so fucking shitty and annoying. I'm going <laughs> to put this on my list.
1: <laughs> That's amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah. What, right when, um, one example that would is like kind of stupid but funny um when we broke up like right kind of before we were breaking up he wanted to like grow out his hair and he was like trying to grow a man bun because it was like kind of in style at the time Mm -hmm. um but then I noticed that at work he was wearing bobby pins in his hair (laughs) because his hair like wasn't long enough for a bun but was like too long to like down. wear normal right. like wear like, like his normal haircut
1: so yeah he
0: needed stage? he was in an in-between stage and he needed some bobby pins and I shot that was so weird and stupid <laughs> and so I wrote like bobby pins on my list so that I would like be like ew that's gross that he wears bobby pins his, oh, so his hair is so gross I love it
1: um, um
0: but then I there were also like really traumatic things that happened to me while we were dating like I really wanted to be on the amazing race. (laughs) Like I just had this like idea of like, I think really I just like wanted to fucking travel. And so like the amazing race seems like a good opportunity to like travel a lot in a short period of time. And so I was like, Oh dude, it would be funny if we like fun slash funny slash cool. If we like applied for the amazing race. And he was like, yeah, I mean, I guess, but like our whole storyline would just be how like I'm really in shape and you're not. (laughs) <laughs> so, like, like I would remember really awful things that he had said or done and add those to my list.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, that just made me so mad.
0: <laughs> that happened to me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is a good, um, good piece of advice for someone that yeah. needs to be reminded of that. Yeah, if you um, want to
0: make a list, I would recommend yeah. doing that. It helped me.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. So, do you want to talk about you had a dream the other day?
0: Yeah. So, um, I've had a lot of negative dreams about my ex-boyfriend. Like, we talked about it on my episode, like, how weird it is to, like, have dreams with your ex in them, especially with my ex-boyfriend, who I haven't seen or spoken to in nearly... Well, I haven't spoken to him in two years Mm -hmm. or longer, and I... Haven't seen him in, I don't know, a year and a half. Mm-hmm. So like I really, um, this person is like completely like really out of my life besides this podcast in which I talk about it all the time. <laughs> um, but um, I've only really had negative dreams about him and those are kind of like easy to process for me because it's been so long that we've since we've been in a relationship and I can understand that it's like, really something really weird that like my brain is processing or like someone is mentioning a story and it's sticking in my subconscious and then I'm like dreaming about it whatever um but this I guess that was last week I just this last week I had like a really positive dream with him in it which was like way more unsettling than just having a negative dream with you that happens your ex-boyfriend happens to be in but this was like him and I it was like We were on, like, a cruise or something, Hmm. traveling (laughs) on Amazing Race. (laughs) No, just kidding. We were, like, traveling or something, and um, we had reconnected. And it was, like, we were dating when we – it was, like – us after having reconnected was exactly like how it was when it was like really good. We were like so in love with each other and like looking into each other's eyes. And I remember like in my dream being like, oh my God, like I'm so in love with him. This is so amazing. I can't believe that like life brought us back together and like us like super longingly looking into each other's eyes and like holding hands and kissing on this trip. And it was like, a weird dream but what was harder for me was that I kept trying to go back to sleep because I didn't want the dream to end and like I just wanted to like keep remembering like what that what that felt like cuz it's something that I haven't had in my life for a while now and it's something that I want like more than anything else so it was just totally unsettling and weird mm-hmm. I think you're longing, you're longing for someone in your life, but I also think if you're having a positive dream about him, I feel like you're, like, accepting
1: that you're, like, done with him. Well, they say, I think so too. I've looked this up before because, oh my god, when my ex-boyfriend and I broke up, I had so many dreams about him where we were getting married, and so I looked it up, and they say that if you are getting married to your ex in your dream, it means you're, like, accepting the the breakup or something, which seems so opposite, but apparently yeah. that's what it, I what feel it like is. I think it makes so, sense, though. Yeah, I think so maybe that's okay what it him. is. I don't know. How everything, like, happened.
0: I think I've had a few dreams, or two or three dreams, maybe, that have involved us, like, getting married, or, like, me walking down an aisle and being like, this is a fucking mistake. Oh my god, yeah, I've had some dreams <laughs> like <that. laughs> Like, why did I do this? I, yeah. I think I had one dream where we got engaged, and the ring that he gave me, I was like... Oh, no, this Y'all won't do. have, like, really vivid dreams. Oh, and, I have like, oh, yeah. really vivid dreams. Mine like, like, pianos talking to me, and yours is, like, real life shit. No, mine <laughs> yeah. are, like, mine real life, really vivid. Stuff, yeah. Really vivid, like, really yeah. memorable dreams. Yeah. Um, but something else that you talked, like, when we were talking about it afterward, because I had, like, a really hard day the day after that I woke up from that. Like, and I that just... Was a rough week for us. Yeah, that was a hard week. We went through a lot. I feel like, <laughs> like, this, like full solar eclipse that happened fucked us up
1: (laughs) and it's mercury in retrograde kill me (laughs) oh my god yeah it's fucked. we're feeling it if you guys know what we're
0: talking about astrology Um, yeah astrology (laughs) um but it's a good tool to have so that you can understand what's going on in your life
1: Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) um and why things are harder at some times than other times
1: But so you had a bad day. Yeah,
0: so I had a bad day at work where I was like kind of like I couldn't talk about the dream without getting emotional about it. And I couldn't like think about it, like texting friends or anything like that without starting to cry at my desk. So, um, yeah, that was just like such a it was was awful. Yeah. Um,
1: How do you feel now about it?
0: I think that that dream is suggesting that i'm like ready to have that feeling in my life again.
1: Yeah. Like you want to you want to have someone like in that way. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm ready to have someone.
1: Cool. <laughs> Where are they? <laughs> Come on out. <laughs> ready for it. Bring them
0: out, bring them out. Um yeah. But the, it, what's interesting too is like you, after I had that dream, were asking me what my love languages were, which if you guys haven't looked up your love languages, you oh should. God, it's really interesting. Right it's just like, I don't know, you can just Google love languages. Yeah, It'll show up. It's really test. interesting, short test. Um, but it kind of breaks okay. down like five different pillars of like what you need from your partner to feel like yeah, you're there. It helps
1: you better understand like People, like, what they need in in relationships, basically. Yeah. And what you yourself need from other people.
0: Yeah. Um, But my top three are... I can't remember what order they're in, but um, words of affirmation, physical touch, and...
1: Uh, Quality time. Quality time. Quality quality time time time. is my top. Yeah, mine too.
0: I think Um, it's quality time and then physical touch and then words of affirmation.
1: And I feel like with your ex...
0: It's weird because I didn't really have any of those things no, at you all. Really
1: did not. It's
0: so, crazy. but it's funny. It's interesting too because I was getting all of those things in my dream. Yeah, like we were holding hands. We were like being super affectionate. We kept telling each other how much we loved each other, and we were like spending time together alone. Yeah, we had quality time. One night we dated because we just hung out with each other. Yeah. Um, but we didn't really do any, like, trips or anything like mm-hmm. that. We would do, like, dinners and stuff. But we didn't really have, like, money to do that kind of stuff at that mm-hmm. time. Yeah. But anyway, look up your love languages. It's really
1: interesting. Yeah, it is really interesting. What are yours? Quality time, um, gifts. Oh, was yeah. one of my top ones, and... Mm,
0: Words Maybe of, words of affirmation, I think words of affirmation. Think, yeah, because the other one of the other ones is definitely acts of service. Was, yeah,
1: and acts of service was my bottom, and physical touch was like toward the bottom as well. I think. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So anyway, thanks mm-hmm. for being brave, Riley, talking to us about that. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's good for our listeners to know what we're going through and mm-hmm. like have us be fully honest about what's going on in our, our lives even though um that can be really hard and scary.
1: Yeah. Like just know that I'm I don't like this and I'm not <laughs> I it's not something I want to be happening right now in my life. And yeah. so just know that if that's like how you feel when you're listening to this podcast, like I get it. I get it. I really appreciate people emailing us, telling us about their asking us questions and and telling me about, like, their breakups because it really helps to hear other people's stories as well.
0: Yeah, and Um, I think it's about – it's important for you guys to know that, like, we're on our own emotional journeys too. mm -hmm. Um, We're, like, trying to figure it out as much as you guys are, but we're just trying to create this kind of support network um, for our listeners and for us. Um, And like our peers and people that we interview to understand that they're like not so alone in a time when it can feel like you're really alone. Yeah. So thank you for listening.
1: Thanks. Bye. The
0: Breakup Podcast is hosted by Riley Billingsley and Eleanor Drake and produced by Liz Coomer. If you like this episode, please subscribe, share and leave us a review. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Breakup Podcast. Tweet us at The Breakup Pod and email us at The Breakup at gmail.com. Head over to our Patreon page at patreon.com The Breakup to support The Breakup and get some exclusive content. Our theme song is by Alex Hobbs. You can hear more of his original music on Instagram at Alex Hobbs Music. Our artwork is by Tracy Wynn and you can find her portfolio at TracyWynn.com. The Breakup Podcast. Trust us, this too shall pass.